A practical prayer is a prayer that works. These discussions between Reverend Bill Marcioni and Carol Lawrence dive into the details of how it works and how to work it. Reverend Bill is a new thought minister and the author of Practical Prayer for Real Results. Your new life begins with a new thought. Carol Lawrence is on a spiritual quest, finding the new thought teaching after decades on the pulpit in three different traditional denominations. I've got some questions. Together, they're exploring the philosophy and activities that come together from many of the world's religions to create the practical spirituality that is new thought. Welcome to the Practical Prayer Podcast. I'm Carol Lawrence. I'm here with Reverend Dr. Bill Marcioni. You were fascinated in an earlier episode when we were talking about rock climbing and my ability to just completely stay in the moment. Yes. Okay. So let me start with, it was an episode that we were talking was, about. Let's go with that. You know what? Like I'm hanging out with you so much, you know, and I don't know what was meditation or what it was. So, okay. So you were telling me, talking about rock climbing and when you first started talking about it, you know, I cringed because I'm afraid of heights. I'll never do that. But I was listening, and the more you talked about it, the more I joined you in the experience of the climb. And I was right there with you climbing. And you said at one point, you talked about the harness, and I'm thinking, like, they're going to have to have a harness and a helicopter and everything out there <laughs> for me. But you talked about the harness. And in this particular moment, it was just one moment, you said you weren't concerned about the harness. I could feel that part. You reached up to the next rock, and then you placed your foot. And I'm doing all of this with you. And for one just split moment, I felt the intense focus that you must have had to do that and probably have to do it all the way up because I don't know how high you go, but you, you got to stay focused to do it. But for some reason, like right there in that moment, I just felt the intensity of the focus. Mm -hmm. And I thought, that's what you need to have for whatever you do. You know? Well, that's actually the idea behind meditation is to let go of the thoughts and to get into the space between thoughts and to let go of everything else. And I have spent an enormous amount of time in meditation with my to-do list flipping through my head or with that committee, those voices that chatter in my head, they're just going on and on and on, complaining about things, telling me how I'm not up to the task and, and all of the other mean things that go on in my head. And I'm told other people have their own committee of gaggle of voices in their head. And meditation or meditative practice is, is where we get in between those, where we get to a quiet space where it's just us and the moment. So, you know, a lot of times meditation is about breathing and focusing on our breath because our breath always happens in the moment. Remember that awesome breath you took in 1989? No, yeah. <laughs> no, no, nobody does. <laughs> but, but that's the idea. Or in, I have one I remember in 1991, but it's just because the potential for doom was there otherwise. But for the most part, our breathing is all in the moment. And we don't think about those previous breaths. And we don't really worry about our future breaths, which is why a lot of times meditation is focused on breathing. And that works. And I found that the same thing happened for me sometimes when I was rock climbing, because all the distractions went away. It was just me and the focus on what I was doing and everything else went away. And 
The idea of focus is what was attracting me because in those meditation moments, okay, you think about, your mind wanders and you think about all those things, but then there's those quick moments in between that you talked about. And I think that you can have more of those moments with a good spiritual practice, but that takes focus. You know, that takes some energy. It takes practice. Yeah. You know, it's possible for somebody to sit down and try meditation for the first time and get right there into the gap between thoughts and have it work perfectly for them. And that person, you know, that might be beginner's luck. Maybe the next time they do it, it'll be a different experience. It's possible, I'm sure, for somebody to start their meditative practice and have it just click like that. For other people, we have productive, helpful, peaceful meditations where we get into that space. And we have other ones where it's just all the monkey chatter in our mind or to-do list repeating itself on an endless loop. And it's the tendency of our practice that lets us dive deeper into it, like to do a daily meditative practice. Some of them are going to work really well. Some of them are not. But by keeping at it, we will have the ones where we're able to get into that space and feel our connection with spirit. I think that's what I was relating to when I was rock climbing with you. I hope we weren't in a cold place because I'd just definitely let you go by yourself. But No, I don't climb in cold places. The coldest places I've ever climbed have been an indoor rock gym in Philly, which was not that well heated. Yeah. But, <laughs> <laughs> so I'm one of those people that I can go into the meditative space instantly, like instantly. Like I could do it right at this moment. Now, the issue is staying there. <laughs> staying there can be a challenge. And over time, I have these little reminders, little triggers to help me get back there. But the real feeling at the moment, it's like I try to duplicate it when I'm doing something else that I want to get the most out of it, or I want to see what else there is with that accompanies whatever it is I'm doing, or if I'm writing something, is there something I'm missing here? So that moment of focus, even if it's just three or four seconds, I think is important. Mm -hmm. And you're right about the practice part, because when I first started, it shocked me that I could do it. And then I said, well, okay, but don't get your head swelled because you could fall out of it as quickly as you, you came into it. So the practice for me is to remain. Mm -hmm. And the don't let your head swell thing, it is so crucial. It is so crucial because when we get into a spiritual practice, especially with practical prayer, where we're inviting transformation in our lives, the meditation is wonderful because it opens us up to the guidance of spirit. And prayer is the active element. That's where we're speaking to spirit. We're speaking to that infinite creative power that creates everything and inviting it to create something new for us. Well, that one's really easy to get lost in ego. As soon as somebody thinks, well, I did the healing. It's like, no, you did not do the healing. <laughs> you did the prayer and the, the infinite creative power that creates everything did the healing. You know, oh, I created this prosperity experience. No, you opened yourself to the prosperity experience. So it is really important to stay out of our ego with that because it can trip us up. Exactly. I'm painfully slow about a lot of things when it comes to spirituality and spiritual practices because for that very reason, you know, your ego can, and I'm not going to say you, I'll just speak for me. My ego can get in the way because I was always, always, always in a position of leadership. 
And when you're in a position of leadership, there is the expectation that you know what to do. And then you can get comfortable with knowing what to do and automatically know what to do and just do it. And, you know, it's like that control freak thing just goes into autopilot. But there comes a point that I had to recognize that, wait a minute, I don't want to cross the line here in terms of what I'm doing and what spirit is doing. Mm -hmm. And so I really need to slow down, even to a painful pause, you know, just stopping. And that's cool with me. You know, it's probably screws other people around because they, you know, they ask me a question and I'm holding out for a second or two just to make sure I'm not in it in the way. But again, that's that focus thing. And your mountain climbing or your rock climbing experience made me think about that because you could not do that on autopilot. You had to be very intentional about every place you placed your hand and your foot and so forth. Yeah. Yeah. And sometimes it's a lot of work and sometimes it's a struggle. And sometimes whether it's in the indoor gym or out climbing in the real world, it's still possible to fall and scrape a knee or something. So definitely want to be paying attention and climbing up an overhanging wall with nothing but a hundred feet underneath and somebody holding onto a rope does not inspire confidence. (laughs) It's like, I really need to stay focused on what I'm doing here. Yeah. But I think those kinds of things, I think we were talking about meditation now that I think about it. Those kinds of experiences are what transfer into the meditation space. So Mm -hmm. do you remember I said I was in it with you? I was climbing with you. I just got right in it. And I do that with other situations so that I can feel that moment of focus and intensity and decision and choice and whatever that is. And I'm not being an advocate for rock climbing. I happen to love rock climbing. I haven't done it in a while for a variety of reasons. I had this pesky day job that got in the way a lot (laughs) for a while. And somebody who's listening wants to try rock climbing, go for it. But that's not the answer. That's not where your spirituality lies. Find something. Find whatever's going to be okay for you. There are dozens and dozens of spiritual practices that can be used for meditation. There's mindfulness. There are people who do mindful eating. There's being able to take a walk in nature and just be present and say, this was all created by the same power that created me. And then look at just coincidentally how the trees are fitting together with the bushes are fitting together with the ground cover fitting together with the birds. It can be spectacular. Spent a fair amount of time in my younger days, scuba diving, completely different environment. Also all natural getting onto a coral reef and looking at the way that this has been created. Amazing. Amazing. And for other people, it's just look at the clouds and see what the patterns the clouds are making and try a bunch of things. Try a whole bunch of different things to see which one resonates with you. We don't usually think of those things as an option in meditation, scuba diving and looking at the clouds. Well, maybe looking at the clouds, but other things that you mentioned. And they are so legitimate because I think it's whatever takes you in the moment where you are in the presence of spirit or sensitive to the presence of spirit. I think that's it. Mm -hmm. That is what we're after. If you can bake cookies and get into the zone and just be completely present in the moment of I am using my talents as a baker and bringing these ingredients together to create something wonderful, and I'm just in the spiritual practice of baking, 
or of cleaning up the pots and pans after baking, then that's a way to fill ourselves spiritually. Yes. I was thinking about a group that I was invited to talk to, basketball team, and about spirituality and so forth. And we use that term zone, and that's a common term. Mm -hmm. I said, but you got to understand what that zone is. Like, you're in a zone, but you don't know what it is. You're in a zone. That's where God uses you because that's where you are most surrendered, perhaps, to your talent, your gift, mm. because you're not thinking about it. It's just where spirit is allowed to flow at the greatest place, the greatest level. So whether it's legitimate or not, that's what I think. That's what I think of the zone. I'm not going to disagree with you. And I've been in the zone, and I've been in the zone doing all sorts of different things. And I've done all the same things and not been in the zone. Yeah. Yeah. Let's take a break and come back and we'll talk more about the zone. Learn to put practical prayer to work in your life. The steps are simple to learn and let you begin to get real results to create the life of your dreams immediately. Reverend Bill Marcioni's widely acclaimed book, Practical Prayer for Real Results, gives you a clear summary of the new thought principles behind practical prayer and the series of easy-to-understand steps found in the most effective prayers from religions and spiritual practices all over the world and throughout history. Practical prayer is not a replacement for your religion or practice. It's a technique to make the work you do in consciousness even more effective. The book includes 40 prayers on various topics that you can adapt as needed and use as your own. Practical Prayer for Real Results is available in paperback, Kindle, and audiobook on Amazon or at b-the-light.com. That's b-the-light.com. Welcome back to the Practical Prayer Podcast. I'm Carol Lawrence, here with Reverend Dr. Bill Marcioni. Yeah, we're going to talk about the zone, and I'm going to give you a quote from Scripture, and you get to do the chapter and verse, because you know that sort of thing. Oh, thanks for the heads up. It's not I, it's the Father within who doeth the work. Yeah. Okay. And this was Jesus speaking. It's not I, it's the Father within who doeth the work. Now, this was Jesus saying that he didn't do anything. <laughs> This is, this is the guy at the top of the organizational chart there who says he didn't do anything. Extremely powerful verse and pivotal in teaching this philosophy. Yeah. Yeah. And Jesus knew it was the Father within because he got into the zone. I think he lived in the zone I to the so. point where he could take himself there and be in the presence of that creative power and channel it whenever it was necessary. But he knew it wasn't him. He did not have ego about that. Mm -hmm. I mean, if he were speaking from ego, it wouldn't have started with, it's not I. <laughs> this is not me. <laughs> well, this is not an episode on Jesus, but, you know, when you lift out mm -hmm. the words of Jesus, Jesus is so clear about the whole thing. Yeah. You know, the interpretation, forget interpreting what the guy was saying. Just listen to what he said. And he makes it so clear. He talks about that unity that is unquestioned, unquestioned. And when I first took your class, practical prayer classes that you do, the first one I took, 
because at that time I was really so confused about the unity of mm-hmm. us with God. I could handle the closeness of God, but not the inseparability or the non-separateness. I'm right. making up all these words as I go. <laughs> the indwelling presence. Yes. Well, no, because I understood when indwelling, but you know, you can move out. You can get in. <laughs> yeah, you can no, no, you can't move out. That's, no, that's, you can't. You but can't and, move out. You know, listen, when you're a fundamentalist, you got to be able to explain this stuff, right? You I know? understand. I okay. understand. And muscle memory comes back and you just, it sticks with you. Yeah, listen, you can't deny the indwelling of God because the scripture says it, right? So you can't pretend it's not there, but you have to be able to come up with a way to explain it when you're doing something that you ought not to be doing, blah, blah, blah. So you can't be indwelling at such a time as that. So that's where I was when I met you trying to figure all of that out. But see, I forgot where we started. Okay, so... We were talking about being in the zone. Okay, so you were talking about being in the zone, and that's where spirit is indwelling. We feel it the most. Feel it. That's when we become aware of it. It's always true. There's nothing but God. In the beginning, darkness and void in God, and then God started creating stuff. And it, not like there was, it said darkness and void, not a big pile of stuff that God is going to mold into something. It was God. That was all there was. That's all there ever has been. And that intention to share itself and to form itself into this manifest universe that we live in, particularized. The scientists tell us that it's all energy vibrating at different frequencies, and it seems like you know, there's a car parked outside and it seems like there are trees that are growing and those are solid. So those are matter and other things are energy like the sunlight and the warmth is energy. But the scientists, the quantum physicists are telling us it's all energy showing up in different ways. So the matter is actually energy looking different. So it's all that divine energy. It's all that energy that was there to begin with darkness and void and God. And God said, let there be light. And the energy showed up as light. And then let there be the firmament and all the other things that are explained there. And it showed up as different frequencies all showing up. The whole teaching, the whole new thought philosophy is based on the notion that that's all there is. There is God expressing itself at different frequencies in different ways. And one of the ways that it shows up is me. And another way it shows up is Carol. And another way it shows up is the person who's listening to this. And it's all God taking on a different aspect. So I'm not aware of the totality of God from my little vantage point over here near Philadelphia. But everything that I am is God. Well, it makes perfect sense when you look at it and if you're open to it. Because sometimes we talk about the divide between science and religion. You know, Mm -hmm. I don't really see the divide because we rely on science so much. Even now, you know, you consult the science of everything and then you trust it but then somehow when it comes to god and religion if it doesn't work then you say okay there's a divide i don't see it can't be either or it's like god created the science god is the intelligence that allows us to know so there's no separation i don't see it it's done as we believe because we're using that same creative power that was initially activated by God's conscious intention to have the universe. That's the process that's continuing to be in effect. 
when something happens in consciousness, when a new belief gets born, and the belief is an idea that's fueled by the absolute certainty that this is true, then that becomes a causative factor and a controlling influence on what that creative law is doing. It is done unto you as you believe. Not as you want, not as you hope, not as you dream, but as you believe. And that's the big piece about practical prayer and the new thought philosophy is that that's the only creative process that's going on. It is consciousness first, and everything is the result of consciousness, which gives us the ability to do transformational things, to heal, to create new experiences of prosperity and connect with other people and all of the stuff that we do. It also causes all of the problems that we're experiencing, because if it's done as I believe, then the problems are brought on by my belief as well. And that's, I think, really the sticking point of why it's tough to get into this philosophy. It's like, wait a second. <laughs> I have to change this? I'm having a challenge in a relationship and I have to be the one that's going to change? Yeah. Well, yeah, but it becomes impossible to blame. And so many people like blame. Of course, it's easy. It takes the weight off of me. Right. Right. So this is a big deal. So getting into the zone is understanding that it is not I, but the Father within doing the work. And I got some work to do to open the channel so the Father can take care of it. You know, you've got the wheel spinning right here when you talk about the work that we have to do and opening the channels and all of that, because then it comes down to why are we reluctant to accept this responsibility? Because we think we can't. But if God is the one spirit is the one doing the work, then we can relax and become a part of that process or part of that energy flow. Yeah. As it does. Now, you know, you can take it however you want. You know, like I like to throw my two cents in sometimes with spirits. <laughs> you know, mm -hmm. I have a suggestion here. Uh, <laughs> and listen, you know, you, it is as you believe. I'm not reluctant to do that. And I'm always open that it may work, it may not. But I'm cool with it because whatever comes out of it, you know, spirit was, it's to the degree that I would say, allow spirit to handle it. You mm -hmm. agree with that? Oh, yeah. Yeah. And the coincidences can happen almost instantaneously. I had one of the students check in this morning in the meditation. And we are at the lesson in the class last week, we did prosperity. And what she said today was, I haven't had time to do the reading for the class because right after the last class, I got another job <laughs> and a grant from the state. And on the one hand, being apologetic because, oh, there has not so far been time to do the reading on the schedule that I was going to do it. But on the other hand, that's how it works. That's how it works. We open ourselves up to prosperity and that infinite creative law notices that we are actually, that we're serious about it? And the answer is yes. And so suddenly there's a grant and a check and a job and it's a schedule change. So it's all good. It's all good. And there are people who will look at that and say, oh, I have to apologize because my prosperity showed up in a way that inconvenienced the next step in something else. Don't have to. Don't have to. And that's consciousness unfolding. And there's always the possibility for whatever that good is to be right there. You know, I just made a note like for a future episode so we, can <laughs> <laughs> so we can talk about how we open up to the spirit and allow, allow the things happening. 
Yeah. And it's the reason I think that people don't either want to do this or are reluctant is fear. What if it starts to work and then it stops working? What if I get myself to the point where I've let go of the trapeze and there's nothing to grab onto? What if this leap of faith leads to my doom? And fear, the abbreviation is false evidence assumed real. And faith is the opposite of that, where we get to say, there's the fear, there's a thing, there's, you know, I'm climbing up this rock face and there's the possibility of falling off and dying. And having the faith, no, I've got the harness on, I got the belayer who's holding the rope for me. I can go ahead and work through the climbing exercise and be present through this without being controlled by the fear. Mm -hmm. This teaching is, you know, it's about practicing. It's about try it. Do it a little bit and then see if it works. And if it does, let that reinforce that you can do it some more. There were some videos that I was watching. We'll talk about the names of the videos at another time. But it's moving from tradition to new thought. It's trying something new and afraid that it won't work because in so many instances, there has been disappointment before. And that's not a personal statement. That's something that I get from a lot of people that it hasn't worked before. What you would dare not say, God didn't come through. <laughs> you dare not say that. So there has to be a reason. I did this. I wasn't ready. I had this in my life, blah, blah, blah. You could come up with a thousand things. So now you're here saying that if I do it this way, you know, the answer is always yes. By the way, the very first time we spoke, you said yep. on the phone, the answer is always yes. And I'm like, what? <laughs> I, I can usually, give you. <laughs> I usually follow that up with, we have to figure out what the question is. Yeah, I don't remember whether you did that or not, but you just said the answer is always yes. And then we were talking about the class and uh, you said, you know, we'll have to work out a way to do this. But you said the answer is always yes. And I'm thinking, I can give you 50,000 <laughs> <laughs> incidents in my own life where it was no. It was a curious thing that you said. And I thought, okay, let me see what he has to say about this. And after reading and understanding it, I get it. So practical prayer is, in a way, a scientific way of putting it together and make sure you get a yes out of it, <laughs> in a way. But yeah. It's, yeah. When somebody is wants to do a prayer about having a loving relationship, and their experience has been that they meet somebody and it seems wonderful, and there's that whole enthusiastic, oh my God, I'm smitten, I'm falling in love. And then it turns out that the person is a creep or is, you know, they're cheating on them or, you know, and it happens over and over and over again. Or I keep on, I get these jobs and I don't get any respect from my boss and they don't pay me enough. And the boss, my boss is always a jerk. Yes, that's true. That has been the experience. And that will continue to be the experience up until those beliefs change. Because somewhere in there is a belief that I get involved with the wrong sorts of relationships or that my boss is a jerk and that I am unsuccessful in work. And those keep operating because they're in our belief system, whether we planted them there intentionally or not. And they will keep being active until we start thinking something different. Or make, and making different choices. Yeah. Making different choices, opening up to a new possibility, and being willing to let go of what hasn't been working, even 
though we came by it because that was our education. That's how we brought up. My parents had a challenging relationship and that's how I learned to have relationships or, you know, my dad always had difficulty holding down a job. So I'm just repeating that pattern, whatever it is, we need to acknowledge that that pattern, that program that's running isn't working for us anymore and let go of the program instead of pointing to God and saying, well, God could have solved this problem. Well, if I have a belief that I have, that my boss is a jerk, then God is going to continue giving me bosses that are a jerk until I decide that I want something different. The answer is yes. And believing there is the possibility of a different outcome, a different possibility. Those kind of little things sound small, but they're challenging to wrap your mind around. That Those are can huge. be a different possibility. Yeah. Yeah. And once we open ourselves up to that different possibility, the answer is yes. And that creative power that creates galaxies is okay to create that next new experience. Let's take a break and we'll come back with a prayer on transformation. Get inspiration in an instant. God calls are the gentle and uplifting moment of truth to help you remember that the bright light of God's love is shining right now as you. It's your God call with Reverend Bill. Start your two-week free trial today and you'll get a phone call four times a week from Reverend Bill with an uplifting half-minute message filled with insight, wisdom, story, and fun. Let your light shine. You can answer the call to listen to it live or let it go to voicemail so you can hear it later. After the free trial, your subscription is just $5.95 a month. The details are at godcall.org. God calls are disruptive, intentionally. Whenever you write something, put on a gold star. They take you away from your routine to remind you about the truth of who you really are. They come at random times between 8.15 a.m. and 6 p.m., so you won't be expecting them. And somehow, the message is exactly what you need to hear at the time. Magic is loose in the world. It's a moment of motivation in the middle of your day. Find out more and start your two-week free trial now. Welcome back to the Practical Prayer Podcast. I'm Carol Lawrence here with Reverend Dr. Bill Marcioni, and had a great discussion. Yeah, we started out with focus and rock climbing, and we wound up on transformation, and it's done as you believe, with some other words like the Father within. Do a thing, the work. Do a thing, and be a word. And we're going to tie that all together into a prayer. And the prayer is about transformation, which is moving beyond whatever the experience has been up until now and opening to something new. And the reason for that is that once we had our heads wrapped around the idea that this is an infinite creative power that can create anything, and it's the same one that creates galaxies, and that's the one that's creating the next experience in our life, any idea that there's a limitation, that there's something that that infinite power can't do, is all on us. There is nothing that is gonna limit that power from doing what it does. And it's also only going to give us what we're ready to embody and embrace. So if I'm holding on to something old, then I don't have the capacity to grasp something new. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to invite each person listening to consider what is it that's not working anymore? What is it that's just been either a huge challenge in life or just a pebble in the shoe? A little bit of an annoyance. 
ready to let go of it, ready to have a different experience now. And the first step is to be aware of what that situation or circumstance is, and it's going to be different for everybody. And the next step is the pivot. Once this experience has transformed, once it's changed, what's my experience going to be like then? And that's where we get to focus. We get to open ourselves, not just to the idea to think about, oh, what it'll be like to win the lotto. Winning the lottery is transformational in the lotto winners' lives, not because they won the lotto, but because it changes their financial life. So once that financial life has changed, once those relationships have changed, once the job experiences become one where I'm doing the work that I love doing and being paid really well, and I'm surrounded by the colleagues who really enjoy working with me, and I've got the respect of the people in my industry, it's different for everybody. Once this transformation has happened, how does it feel? How do those pieces fit together in your life? And open yourself up to the feeling of what that feels like, of the people who you're with, the clothes that you're wearing, the building that you're in, the clothes that you're wearing. Let that become a felt experience. Understand that that experience is as possible as anything else. So we take it into prayer, knowing that that infinite creative power that creates everything, the one, is the center and circumference of all of creation. It's God, it's spirit, it's nature, it's the creator. It's the Big Bang. It's that from which everything came. It is that which is sharing itself as everything in its creation, all at different frequencies, all in different manifestations, all taking particular form. And that includes me, and that includes each person who's hearing this prayer. Divine and perfect expression of that one infinite creative power expressed in a specific way. And so everything that we are desiring, everything that each of us is inviting as that next experience, that feeling, that experience of success, of prosperity, of love, of connection, of creativity, of uplift, of comfort and vitality, whatever that experience is that we're desiring, we settle into the feeling of that, what that feels like to us. And to the greatest degree possible, open ourselves to the sure knowing, the belief that that is possible. Open ourselves up to that brand new possibility with the willingness of letting go of whatever has been holding us back up until now, whatever has served us before and is no longer serving. Whatever it is that might be hidden in our belief system, let that be revealed so it can be transformed and released to let go of that trapeze so we're free to fly into whatever is next and new. And that infinite creative power that creates everything that always says yes is saying yes to this new transformation. It's saying yes to this success. It's saying yes to this good. In whatever way it's showing up for each of us. I'm so grateful for it. I'm grateful for the awareness of this process. I'm grateful for the willingness of each person listening to enter into this transformational process, the willingness to let go of what's not working or hasn't been. And I'm grateful for the wonderful new stories that are coming about, and it's already starting now. I'm grateful for the awareness of this process and to be able to speak this word of intention and let it loose in the creative law that always says yes. And so I let it be. And so it is. Amen. I'm gonna go get a trapeze to let go of. 
Practical Prayer Podcast with Reverend Bill Marcioni and Carol Lawrence is a production of BeTheLight.com. Be-the-light.com. Where you can find more information about practical prayer for real results. Our theme is by Music of Wisdom. You can learn about the spiritual community of New Thought Philadelphia with daily guided meditations, weekly celebrations of spirit, and Reverend Bill's classes in practical spirituality at newthoughtphilly.org.